We're joined now on Sports Talk by the voice of cricket for so many decades, not calling you old Brian, calling you experienced. Brian Waddle joins us as we look to this very interesting story around Brendan McCullum, and it looks like, for love or money, he's going to become the new English cricket coach, joining up with another Kiwi in the form of Ben Stokes. And the way things are going, their first up is going to be a test at Lords against New Zealand. You couldn't write a better script, could you, Brian? This is fascinating, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Darcy. Yes, even old people like me can uh, write a script that uh, tells that story because I think uh, once you get to a situation where people's sources tell them something is going to happen, it generally happens and uh, they are confident. A week ago, I don't think Brendan McCullen's name would have come up in the England coaching list, but it seems now that uh, he's the man they want and he's bypassed the likes of uh, Gary Kirsten, of Paul Collingwood, of Simon Katic, all those names were put forward. There were a couple of others as well. Uh, and they're going to, uh, it seems, settle on Brendan McCullum. Not a bad choice, I'd have to say, apart from the fact that he's never really coached a uh, long-form team. He's only ever done T20 side. That's, to me, an enormous punt when you consider the state that English cricket is in right now. They've got a new boss man running the show. They've come off the back of a horrendous thrashing at the hands of the Australians. They are at a low ebb. So a one-day specialist with minimal coaching experience, isn't it a bit of a dice roll, do you think, Brian? Well, it is a bit of a punt, but they had to do something. Uh, they weren't on the same song sheets in the past, and some of the selections, some of the choices they made, some of the options were down the track. Uh, at least a, an option of Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum will give them a unity of purpose. McCullum is a people person rather than a uh, a technical coach, to my mind, yet he certainly knows how to get the best out of people. He was proactive as a captain for New Zealand. He had uh, a lot of good ideas. The one thing that will be interesting to see if his ideas are then transmitted to Ben Stokes and Stokes can employ them. McCullum was good at making a decision, but he was also good at knowing if it wasn't working, you get out of it quick. And he did that so many times, and he was successful accordingly. Now, whether Ben Stokes is the same sort of person, we'll have to wait and see. That's, of course, if the appointment is confirmed, but it seems likely. But I think it's exciting for England, and it'll probably be exciting for New Zealand to take on a side that is coached by McCullum. After all, he knows half of them, or he's played with half of them, and he knows the others pretty well. He's seen them close up, so he knows what he's up against. He was also instrumental in the change of fortunes for New Zealand cricket after that summit meeting, for want of a better word, in South Africa when the proverbial hit the fan and the way they turned around the attitude of New Zealand cricket and started turning around their fortunes. So he's got a fair idea about how to drag a a flailing team out of the mud, hasn't he? Yes, I guess he has, and it's uh, a thing that took a long time. It didn't happen overnight. But you have a look at the impact uh, he had on Owen Morgan and the England uh, one-day squad that was so roundly beaten here in New Zealand. And, and I remember it. Remember that Westpac Stadium, uh, Tim Southey, 7 for 33, one of his best bowling performances ever. And uh, I remember not only that game, but another game where McCullum and Owen Morgan was seen having a long, long discussion. They're very close in terms of their uh, cricket um, uh, allegiances, and uh, obviously McCullum had a fair input in thinking of Owen Morgan 
you know, he turned the England one-day side around that um, tied the World Cup in 2019. Does this say a lot of good things about the state of New Zealand cricket when you look at Daniel Vittori's involvement in the spin department for the Aussie team and the fact that McCullum, we're presuming, is going to get picked up? The stocks are, are pretty high at the moment, aren't they, Brian? Well, in terms of those players, Stephen Fleming's another one uh, whose name you can put forward as well. Uh, I suppose, you know, us, and, and, and I'm not old, but I'm an experienced <laughs> cricket person, we look at the loyalty aspect. That no longer exists. You go for the best job and where you can get the best chance. And these players have done their bit for New Zealand, haven't they, as players. They're now applying their trade and learning this um, craft as coaches, and uh, they're being employed at bigger money by other countries. Vittori going to Australia, uh, and now McCullum likely to be in England, and they will be paid way more than New Zealand can afford to play for the coaches they've got. I mean, you know, we've got the issue of the women's team. They need a new coach, and, you know, good money is going to be needed to to get a really good coach. They're going to end up with uh, somebody from the New Zealand ranks. And, you know, uh, they're not easy to come by, these good uh, leaders, these good coaches. And, um, you know, it, it does cost a little bit these days. So thoughts of missing a trick with not having Brendan McCullum involved. We've got a lot of good talent out there. We probably couldn't afford him, but it looks okay for New Zealand stocks that guys like that are out there. Yeah, well, in the past, of course, Brendan McCullum still has had an involvement. You know, he's never been short of uh, a word to players. And if he's been asked, he's been prepared to assist those players. Um, what he's been able to bring is a mindset that got New Zealand uh, into a strong position. It wasn't him alone. It took um, a coach to work with him and the players to buy into what he was doing. And that's what he's going to have to do for England. He's not going to have a lot of time to do it right from the outset. Um, he's not going to be there if he gets the job for a couple of weeks because he's still with Calcutta Knight Riders. But, uh, you know, perhaps his time there had come to an end. He sees the writing on the wall. What are they, seventh out of ten teams? Uh, they've only won five games out of 12. Um, you know, this is a challenge. And uh, if anything I know about Brendan McCullum, he loves a challenge and he will meet it head on. What else? problem-wise, do the English have at the moment? I mean, we haven't got all night to talk about it, but we know they're at an absolute low ebb. What do you think his biggest point of concern or initial approach would be when it comes to turning the fortunes of the side around, Brian? Well, they have to be on the same page. To my mind, I don't think they've been on the same page for a long time. The rest and rotation they went through, uh, they decided to leave Anderson and Broad out, you know, the two highest wicket-takers in the England game, left them out of the West Indies tour, and the first thing you heard from um, Rob Key and Ben Stokes is, I want Anderson and Broad back in my side, just for their experience. Uh, yes, you might rest them now and again if they're out of touch, but the selection, the plot that they've gone through, uh, they've been through so many players over a period of time, you don't get consistency. New Zealand in the past never had uh, the number of players that they would have wanted to choose from. But we have had a selection panel over a long period of time, in, in the last 20 years at least, that I can recall, even before, that were prepared to take a punt on a player. They were consistent, 
and they were confident in what they did in terms of selection. And, you know, there are very few players that let them down. Uh, and, and, you know, you see the hard work that's gone into the, these players. Well, that's what England have to do. You know, a lot of their guys are not playing first-class cricket. Admittedly, a lot of New Zealand guys aren't playing first-class cricket because of the programme now. But, you know, they, they have to pick a side. They have to identify their talent, and they've got to stick with it. They haven't been prepared to live with failure to the extent that New Zealand might have. You know, when you've got somebody like Joe Root, who is arguably one of the best test batsmen in the world, uh, losing 16 out of 17 games, but still performing uh, incredible deeds with the bat, you know, you have got one part of the top five going. You've got to get another four in your top five, and you've got to have the uh, belief and the confidence to pick those players and go with those players and use them. And I think that is where somebody like McCullum will look at the players that he wants. He'll look at them with Ben Stokes and with Rob Key, who's going to have a big hand to play in all that. And, uh, you know, they will probably get a consistent policy going, and that will make them a demanding side because they've got talent over there. It's just not coming out on the test arena. This series can't start soon enough. I'm sure you agree, Brian. If you want to hear more from Brian Waddle and Jeremy Coney, you hook up to the uh, Newstalk ZB podcast on the front foot. Latest edition features Bruce Edgar casting an expert eye over the likely Black Caps' first test team. Brian, always a pleasure. Great to have you on the airwaves. Thanks for your time. Pleasure, Darcy.